Like father, like son, where we agree to disagree, we will always debate and discuss a variety of events, issues, and topics encountered on the battlefield of life. Man, what's up, everybody? Man, I'm glad to have another episode with my pops. Again, we're coming to just spit some knowledge from both sides, see what we agree about, see what we disagree about, and just see our listeners' opinion too. We're taking comments and all. But at first, I want to just talk about that fire intro we just had. Yes, that's the new Father Like Son intro song. That's the chorus. But the whole song is dope, man. It's dope. It's dropping. Since you listen to this podcast now, it has dropped. It dropped the same day as the podcast on all streaming platforms, man. Please go out there and support, download, stream. And this song has a lot of substance. It means a lot. And it's it's a banger, man. It's a banger. And like right now, we're gonna let y'all listen to it. Just sit back, listen to the words. Bobby head to the beat. It's fire. We'll talk about it after this. Don't be a hater. I'm a little boy, gotta be a man. Show me a little boy, gotta own this land. Show me a little boy, gotta get these bands. Take your time, don't move too fast. Fight like sun. Like fight like sun, yeah. Like fight like sun. Like fight like sun, yeah. I'm a little boy, gotta be a man. Show me a little boy, gotta own this land. Show me a little boy, gotta get these bands. Take your time, don't move too fast. Fight like sun. Like fight like sun, yeah. Like fight like sun. Like fight like sun. Look at little boy. I don't want to catch your ass up in these streets Looking little boy Cause the color of your skin you gotta hustle times three Looking little boy Make up your mind and go chase your dreams Looking little boy All the odds against you but if you focus you'll succeed I'm showing little boy how to be a man Show me a little boy how to own this land. Show me a little boy how to get these bands. Take your time, don't move too fast. I like sun. Like fight like sun, yeah. Like fight like sun. Like fight like sun, yeah. I'ma show me a little boy how to be a man. Show me a little boy how to own this land. Show me a little boy how to get these bands. Take your time, don't move too fast. Like fight like sun. Like fight like sun, yeah. Like fight like sun. Like fight like sun. Man, hey, Pop, what you think, baby? What you think about that? Well, you you know, man, I, I really enjoy that song. And, you know, I've always been that bob your head, 
with the B type. I don't know. A lot of times they ask you what comes first, the chicken or the egg. And if I'm asked what comes first, the beat or the lyrics, I almost tend to say the beat. But, you know, with this, I think it was – we all can agree, man, that it's the beat, it's the, it's the, it's the message, it's the message, it's the beat, man. I, I really enjoyed it, and, and our message is still in that song. So shout out to – what's the young man's name? Is it Loco or Luco? A Luco, man, he uh... – uh, I'm glad we got the brainstorm, put our brains together for this song. I reached out to him. Uh, Luco used to play ball with me. A dope engineer, dope producer out of L.A. now from Houston, Texas. And I told him my idea, you know, my whole uh, vision for this song. He said, I got you. The beat was dumb. He he went hard on the beat. And then he stepped outside his, outside his comfort zone, as he said, and uh, put some dope lyrics on there, man. And of course, the father like son chorus, you know, it, it pops off because you know that's what this is talking about. But for him to go deep in his cerebral and pull out those those words to and and how he how he set them up with the father talking to the son in the first verse, and then the son just talking back to the father in the second verse, and this how, how I just how I just like flowed. It was very um, was very um, fluent. I just I just like it so much, man. I think it could be a real banger. It's a real message, man. So everybody, you know, just go out there and download it and stream it, man. It's 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 a, it's a great message, a great song. I feel like everybody should hear that. Well, if you know, I, I definitely misspoke earlier. I said shout out to Loco. No correction. <laughs> that beat in that song is Loco. Hey. Shout out to Luco. That's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, man. So man, after listening to that, you know. We, this is our first official, official episode. Last one was our first episode, and we were just introducing ourselves, getting into a little topic. But, hey, it's episode two, but episode one of, like, getting nice ingredients and into some topics, man. And, man, Pop, you know, let's segue your saying, man. What's up? What are we, what are we talking about today? Well, X, man, we, we, I got to hit it hard today with this topic, man, because it, it, it not only does it hit close to home, but it brings back so many uh, memories of the time when when you were uh, being recruited and the 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 the, the, the stress, the depression, and anxiety that I'm sure you experienced and we experienced right along with you when you were trying to to get in school. You know, you had put up the numbers in the classroom. You had put up the numbers on the field, and no phones were calling. And we put together a system that we're proud to say not only helped you get in college, but has helped other young people get in college as, as well. But during that time, you would start to receive those letters uh, that were created as a result of this system from colleges. You got a letter from Notre Dame, man, and we were like, wow, this is, this is it right here. And then you had a chance to, to visit and, and, and attend a, a game at Notre Dame and, uh, we felt good about it. You said, Dad, I think this is where I want to be and where I'm going. But, you know, and I'll let you elaborate on that more, but there's a connection with this whole Notre Dame thing that's going to bring us to what we're talking about today, staying how important it is to stay on that battlefield of life. You're going to deal with challenges. You're going to deal with disappointments. You're going to deal with disagreements. You're going to deal with anger. You're going to deal with pain. But you gotta stay on that battlefield of life. You gotta fight. You gotta fight. But that doesn't mean physically fight. You got to fight against yourself to come to bring out the best in you. You got to fight against those who some of those who may not want to see you get where you're going. But you can't physically fight. But you got to stay on that battlefield and fight. And sometimes when you don't stay on that battlefield and you give up that fight. Sometimes it's just not a pretty scene. And going back to the whole Notre Dame, when you were being recruited at Notre Dame, you got that call that was devastating where Coach, the wide receiver coach, I think his name may have been Coach Alford. He said, man, look, yep. we're going to go in a different direction. Uh, we, we, we're we bringing in a, a, a set of twins and wide receiver from, 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 from uh, Illinois. But those set of twins, man, were the Atkinson twins. For those of you who don't know, 
Uh, George Atkinson played with my favorite team growing up, the, the Raiders, and still is my favorite team. Shout out to the Raiders. You fought, you fought vaginally. You, you, you put up a tough fight on yesterday uh, against the Titans, uh, came up short. But George, George Atkinson and, and Jack Tatum, I played defensive back. I, I looked up to those guys, you know, and uh, he was a great defensive back. But he had a set of twins who attended school at Notre Dame. They came out of high school the same year as UX. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 just, just elaborate on that, man. Both both of the sons now are going on to the next life, man. One, I think if, if according to what's, what's been published, the one last year committed suicide. And one this year just passed away at the age of 27. Details of, of what happened are not clear right now, but you just hate to see those two young men gone from this earth uh, with so much more to give and, and so much more to contribute. But I'm just going to pass it on to you, because like I say, I got to hit it hard with this, man. Right, right. And like to uh, just piggyback on what my dad said, yeah, when Notre Dame contacted me uh, my senior year after my first couple of games, it was like a dream come true. Notre Dame, big time football, big football tradition. Coming to see, coming to recruit me, and they're telling me they want to sign me, and that's why I'm thinking I'm going. And to get that call to say, okay, you know, we got two guys that they twins, they pretty good. You know, I went and looked at their highlight tape. You know, I was like, you know, they they pretty good. They wasn't they wasn't sad or nothing, but I feel like I was just as good or better. You know what I mean? So, but. To hear who their dad was, why they recruited, made sense because uh, your name goes a long way in anything in business in life. That's one thing we must remember. Also, you know, Sina, your name means a lot. So you know, take that seriously. Meet the right people, things like that. So just to fast forward, they you know they rejected me. So I you know I ended up at Tulane. However, to hear about you know my dad brought this to me. He told me about it, and it's it's it, it's kind of hit us close because we were kind of in their life a little bit just by this situation, you know, that happened. You know what I mean? That, that's how I knew him. That's how I was first introduced to him. And that's kind of how I, you know, kept up with him a little bit throughout the throughout my career just to see where they went, just to compare our paths because that's just a competitive nature. You know, you're going to compare your paths. But to hear them come from not knowing their whole background, which we will get into, but to see them come from a, a family where their dad played in the league, uh, they getting a chance to play at a big time college and get a chance to play in the NFL, and and to show their talents, you know, on the stage to get a fair shot, you would think, you know, most people would say, "Oh, if that was me, I'd be happy. Oh, I would not. I wouldn't go through anything. I'd be so happy getting money, be able to play, doing all that." But what we getting into mental illness and how you grow up, what you go through, PTSD, anxiety, depression, these things are real. And the luxury of things, of material things in life, sometimes, a lot of times doesn't matter and and cannot fix that. We have many, many celebrities as rich, as well off, that has, you think, no problems because they have everything in front of them at their fingertips. and But that's not the case. You know, we'll get to some of them later. But right now we're talking about the Atkinson twins. And one of them committed suicide, as my dad said. The other one is not disclosed. But both of them being twins, both of them being so close, both of them always grow, growing up together, playing sports together, being around each other. I feel like maybe one would trigger, let's say the second one suicide also. We, we haven't disclosed any details. They haven't disclosed any details yet. But that's part of the mental thing, too, because they've been so close. A twin living without the other twin can be mentally depressing also. So that, like, like elaborate on more what you think about their situation. Like, growing up, the mom, the dad was in the NFL, but he wasn't around like you were around for me. You feel what I'm saying? He came in later. So like, let's elaborate on that. Well, you know, uh, and, and, and again, uh, you know, from an outsider, you know, uh, of course, we don't have all the details. We weren't there. But you look at, you know, George Atkinson, I think uh, the record says he has about nine kids. And I think he was raised in seven. And those two young men, they grew up 
with your mom who dealt with uh, 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 psychotic and schizophrenic uh, uh, illness growing up, you know, uh, 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 she was also uh, addicted to, to, to drugs from, uh, if everything you read uh, 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 bears that out. But, you know, uh, it just so it just speaks to the fact of why it's so important for that early intervention. You know, these young men grew up in that home and grew up in that situation, you know, uh, uh, not really having that, that father figure uh, around uh, for a long time. And again, I have to be careful and I have to walk a slippery slope when I talk about a father figure being at home because I didn't have that father figure at home. But my grandmother in a lot of ways was that father figure and that mother figure, if, if I can say that. But that doesn't diminish how important I think it is for both parents to be involved, whether you're uh, together, whether you're uh, separated or divorced, you got to be involved with your children, people. You got to be involved. Now, uh, George Atkinson, he came on the scene, I think, according to him, when they were maybe 12, uh, 11 or 12 years old, going into that those teen years. But what they had been exposed to mentally, you probably look at that 30-year-olds, you know, uh, based on what they were exposed to and what they had to deal with growing up. And I don't know how much professional mental intervention taking place, but I don't know. We can say now it may not have been enough. You know, these young men have, have reached the pinnacle of, of, of their career as far as athletics. I think uh, I know one played in the NFL for a while. I don't know about the other one, but and I don't know if they graduated or not, but they had this, the stage had been set, you know, and, and a lot of us would say, you know, they could have made it. They had everything right there. But again, we don't know the dynamics, but what I'm saying is try not people. Listeners, I know there may be some of you who are dealing with that anxiety and that depression where you're thinking about, you know, it's just time to end it all. Don't, don't stop. Get you some help. You know, uh, uh, look, check out what the National Institutes of Mental Health advise. You know, uh, check locally, tap into whatever resources. And if you got, if you're a family, somebody who's dealing with those issues, get your people help. Early intervention is going to help. Please, people, don't take something that you didn't give. You didn't give yourself life. Don't take your life, people. Don't do it. Don't do it. X again, man, this, this is a heavy subject, man. Go ahead. And I, uh, before I get into some more, I want to give everybody the uh, referral helpline, the treatment referral helpline for health, uh, for mental health. And uh, it's one 726 4727 so that's Repeat one. That again, eh? That's one eight seven 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 four seven two seven. Twenty four hours, seven days a week. And I just, I just want to like talk about like mental health and depression has always been a taboo. You know, what I mean, everybody want to say, oh, well, if you have certain things, this, that, another. But for men and also for black men, I feel like as a as a culture and as a race, we've been through so much trauma and so many things for mental health that we've ignored we've ignored it and to show emotion and show weakness to say oh i'm depressed or oh i'm anxious i'm 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 suffering from anxiety uh and all those things it it comes off as weak and we have to not let that we not have to we have to not let that be something that we think about as weak that's something that we you're strong if you're able to uh, articulate how you feel about your feelings. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and then we have to have our peers around. You have to surround yourself with people such as my dad who supports, who listens, supports me when, if I am going through a hard time, or you have to have friends uh, such as my boys, Brandon and Justin and Jordy and Devin. If so, I'm going through something that I need to talk to them about it, I might not at the time when I talk to my parents about, and then if you have a significant other, that significant other, should be a person that you can go talk to when you're not feeling well, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling blue. And I feel like if people talk to other people more and just 
release all that pain and 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 built up emotion just release it to somebody else's ears and they get some feedback and they can get some uh, nurturing then I feel like that's a step to help of recovery then you can find help then you can find professional help now you can try to figure out what's going on and things like that because I feel like just having somebody there to talk to and be able to you know sit down and just let all that go is very very important I can say that like I've I wouldn't say I've I've hit a mental had a mental health problem before but I have hit a lowest point when I tore my ACL I was close to I felt like I was close to probably sinking into depression at one point you know what I mean and then when I when I bounced back and then I didn't work my ass off so hard and not to feel like to not get a fair shot at all or playing in the league like I'm on the team I'm balling out but I feel like I'm already written off when you sign me up you know what I mean those things can really eat at you and really get at you and really make you not re- re- reject and like the, the one of the things that gave you joy and passion growing up make you reject people make you not want to you know be around certain things because it brings back bad memories but I was fortunate enough to have a supporting cast around me to help me get through those times, which, you know, like I said, I wasn't like walking around sucking all day, but like I could feel it coming, but then I got somebody to pick me up. So I say like, if, if you got somebody that you, you around, pay attention to them, man, pay attention to their mannerisms, how they act, because you know, if something is off, like I say, my dad's taught me every day, tell the people that I, that I interact, hey, good morning, how you doing today, da, da, da. Though, and I'm not just saying that just because it's natural and it's something I'm going to say every day. I'm saying it because now I'm looking at your mannerisms. I'm looking how you answer me because me asking that and then asking, are you, are you straight? Me asking, are you straight, might save somebody's life, might save my friend's life. But you just asking and accepting the answer, then if you had, if you had just went a little deeper, then that person still might be here or you might have prevented that person from doing something they thought about doing that could affect not just them but the people around them. And, and you know, X, you, 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 you really hit on, hit, hit, hit on such something that's so important, man. How important it is to just reach out to somebody. And people, it's okay to talk to yourself too. You know, I'm not normal. What's going on with me? You know, it's, it's okay to talk to yourself. But you got to reach out to somebody that you trust or you just got to go directly to that professional entity or uh, agency out there that can really help you. Because this is real, people. We're talking about something, depression and anxiety is, is, is a disease and something that affects more than probably three to four hundred people in the world. And, you know, with and, and stats that are available as early as 2014, 2015, there were almost 16 million people in America, 18 years of, of age or older, who had experienced some type of depressive episode within that within a year. And those numbers are probably even higher now. And then to, to even to like just implement some of some of the household names that have came out and talked on, then discussed on like how they've been through the depression or anxiety or mental health issues, such as of the great Beyonce, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Miley Cyrus, um, Carrie Fisher, Ellen DeGeneres, all, all of those type of people that we see as confident, um, wealthy, successful people that also are going through that. So if you see people that, that is at the pinnacle of what they love to do and still sometimes have those those thoughts and those um, anxiety situations and times, then we, you know, it's, it's it's okay. You know, what I mean, just reach out because, like, we've we've been we've been lost a lot of celebrities lately through that. You know, what I mean, through depression and anxiety, and they 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 turn to drugs. They turn all that, and all of a sudden they overdose and die. You know, R.I.P. Mac Miller. I feel like that that was one of the things that took his life is just. Anxiety, depression, feeling alone, not feeling 
accepted or wanted or appreciated like he felt like he should. And he just felt like he should be, he should be gone. You know what I mean? And we don't, we don't want our close ones to feel like that. So we want to start here on Father Like Son. Talk to yourself first and check on the people that's immediately around you because then that domino effect will affect everybody. You feel what I'm saying? But make sure you're willing to talk to yourself and talk to your peers. And, and, and you, 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 you just, you, you just hit, hit, hit another home run about uh, this, this, this thing does not pick who it hits. You know, it, it can hit any and everybody. It's almost like my grandmother growing up, my grandmother would say, son, if somebody pull up a gun or start shooting, get the you-know-what out of Dodge. That means get away. Get the hell out of Dodge because a bullet has no name on it. People, depression and anxiety has no name on it. You know, we've all dealt with that. Uh, I remember uh, vividly when my grandmother who raised me, when she passed away, man, you can you can hear the hurt in my voice to this day. You can still hear feel it, hear the hurt. It is real. Got an uncle who's been dealing with mental illness all his life. It was brought on because somebody tried to rob him when he got off of work, and he took something that he didn't give. He took a life. And the system looked at that and said, this person got to be crazy. This person got to be insane. Because he was confined in a mental institution where if he wasn't <laughs> insane, now you're on track now to, 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 be, uh, to be certified and labeled as an insane individual where you had to receive those shots and medication. And he continues to be confined to a, to a mental institution type setting, even though it's what they call a halfway home. But this is real, people. And in a little small town where we were, to see somebody walk around town in the summertime, 90-degree heat, and wear a ski mask each and every day, people, that's real. That's real. But you know what? I see strength in that because I see somebody who was just fighting it off. Probably could have easily took himself off this earth. But those were signs of him saying, I need help. And to see the, the, the law enforcement and firefighters in the community come in and say, we got to get him some help. And to see him fight to the point where he had to take a water hose to restrain him so that they could uh, 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 restrain him and, and go and take him to get some help. And, and Pop, let, let the listeners know, summertime with a ski mask, where where was he living at this time? They, you know, they summertime, you know, some, some places nice and summertime is hot. He, we were, he was living in the Mississippi Delta. He was living in the Mississippi Human Delta. Human and hot. And in Shelby, Mississippi, where you got mosquitoes that are tearing you up all day and night. Super strong, walking around, picking up people, reaching up under people's shoulders, picking them up just like they're babies. Perfect, perfect strangers. People he been strangers. Just think how how dangerous that was, not only for him, but for the people that he was he, he was he was he was dealing with. And it, it was so it was so frowned upon and look look down on back then. It's like they didn't they just try to avoid him for the for the longest instead of trying to say what but people would say he's crazy. That guy crazy. You know they, they, instead instead of trying to reach out and help him they you know they just call him crazy and that's what we wanna you know we just wanna but, try but, to like but but see I don't mean to cut you off eggs but but for, when somebody, when the people around, people in my community in that little small town, they didn't, they, they didn't know what mental illness was. Like you said earlier, if you complain about I'm depressed or I'm dealing with anxiety, growing up where I come from, people would have looked at you like, you're a wimp. Man, what is you talking about? You depressed. You better get busy. You know, you better handle your business. But you're not equipped to handle your business when you're dealing with 
we, you're dealing with something as, as powerful as depression and anxiety. You're not equipped to deal with it. And when people in the community were saying, oh, he's just, just, he just crazy, and run in the house when they see him walking up and down the street and look out the window, they didn't know how to deal with it. They dealt with it the only way they, they knew how. But my grandmother, man, I go back to her each and every time. She would tell him, pull off that mask. She would get in his face and say, where are you going? Yeah, he would still go. But it's within all that madness, he was still able to. And I know about Malcolm X, where you read about Malcolm X, study the dictionary. And I know for a fact, my uncle Blue, he memorized every single word in the dictionary. He had one word X that he put together, and I never will forget it. The word was hyperbolic syllogistic psychedelia mystic. <laughs> and you know what he told me when I, asked him, when I asked him what that word meant? He said it means an exaggeration of a great many hidden mysteries. And I went back. I forgot how to spell it, but I never <laughs> will forget how to pronounce that word. And I'm going to repeat it. Hyperbolic syllogistic psychedelia mystic. <laughs> an exaggeration of a great many hidden mysteries. I never will forget that word. Man, that's this is his thing. He taught himself algebra, calculus, could build a home by himself. But I, as I look back on it now, and that's why I, I love going by the sin. And I gotta, before I do anything for the Christmas holidays and get out of town, I gotta go by and visit with him. Still in shape, in his 70s, still get around well but we've got to we've got to help help each other fight through this kind of stuff and you can't you can't take please people don't take something that you didn't give don't take your life you got so much to give you got so much to give to the most important person in your life which is you you got so much to give to your family you got so much to give to the children who are looking up to you we got to show strength but it has to be genuine strength. If you're dealing with those these issues and you're dealing with these things and you're pretending to be strong, that's not genuine strength. That's not real strength. It's not going to last. You're going to fall weak right in front of everybody that's looking up to you because you were too bold and brave to get that help and you refuse to continue to stay on that battlefield of life and fight. We're on this battlefield of life. And the only way we're going to get off that battlefield of life is when that power greater than us, I call that power God, that Jesus Christ comes down and takes that life away on this earth from us. Okay? I feel it. So, so my, okay, I got one more, one more thing I kind of want us to hit before we get out of here, Pop. Uh, Seeing that the Atkinson, going back to the Atkinson twins, seeing that like pops wasn't there for for a majority of their childhood, moms was going through mental illness herself. Maybe it was passed on to the sons. You know, you this podcast like father like son. You know, it's it's, it's synonymous to like mother like daughter. But how important is it to have a your father there from from beginning your whole life? Like, or even, or having your mother there your whole life, just what, how you, what's the difference between you think how important it is to have both parents there compared to one parent, mother or father, and then either parent, and then let's go into like more, a little bit more detail on what you think for a mother, for a daughter, mother for a son, son, father for a son father for a daughter how important is that let's, let's can we can we tap into that for a little minute before we before we head out of here well, well ex you know and, and again it, it, it seems like it would almost be more fitting for me to have asked you that question but i'm gonna attempt to answer the best i can because yeah, I, I, remember, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put my two cents in after i just like you you've been right. you've been you being someone that didn't have their father lost their lost their mother at a young age and was raised by some uh, uh, grandmother that was had a big generational gap from you. I feel like you can tap into that also. But then 
but then you also was a was a father that was there from the day I popped out. You feel what I meant? You feel what I'm saying? So like, right, you right, kind of you right. kind of got the whole spectrum. So just from your your experiences and your opinion, what is it? What's what's the what's the importance for male and female, mother and father, son and daughter? I I think that the most important thing can be, uh, to me, can be pointed in the direction of communication, because and comfort, you know, when you're dealing with something as a child, for example, as a young man or as a boy, you're dealing with something. Something may have happened at school. You know, you you know, if you got mom and dad there, you know. Well, I know I'm going to have to, mom and dad both going to know because mom and dad are communicating. That's really the main thing. Mom and dad got to communicate back and forth. They, those lines of communication got to be open because that's going to help whether mom and dad are at the same house or at a different house. It got to start right there with mom and dad being great communicators with each other. Then that son or that daughter can decide if it's something I'm dealing with or if it's something that happened at school or if it's something that I did that I know was wrong, I can pick which parent I'm going to go to first and tell you. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and they, because growing up, there were certain things that you, you probably would come to me with first or you would go with mom to first. And then that parent, that's one parent, whether mom or dad is going to say, well, ex, well, you know you, yeah, thanks for telling us. And, 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 and I'm saying, I'm speaking on how it works in my household. My wife would say, thanks for telling us, even though I don't even know yet, because that's how close we are. Thanks for, thanks for telling us. Well, you know, you, you know your father's not going to be happy when I tell him. That's just saying if, if you went to mom first. You know he's not going to be happy. But let, let's look at how we're going to approach this and, and how we're going to tell him. Because we're going to tell him. You know, those things make a difference. And then it might be to be a situation where mom comes to me by herself and say, well, I got to tell you about something. Me and Xavier already talked about it. He shared it with me, and I'm bringing it to you to see how we should handle it. Or it may be a situation where you and mom come to me, and vice versa. If you came to me first, X, we need to tell mom about this, man. You know, she needs to know about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is important. And I think that's. I, I I think that's so important, and nothing is is it, you should never say as a child when you're dealing with something that ah oh, it ain't really that important. I ain't got to tell nobody. I don't have, my parents don't need to this. It's important. It's important. And if you're dealing with the wrong thing, if you're dealing with with drugs, you know you can you you should have that 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 that, that wherewithal to be able to talk to your parents. And parents, you should be tolerable. Are tolerant enough to say, you know what? I think we need to get us some professional help. Mom, Dad, we're not we're not equipped to handle this. We're gonna, but we, we love our son, we love our daughter. We got to go and get some professional help. You know, that's not throwing in the towel. That's saying that I'm going to a power that's got more power than than I got to deal with this, and I'm gonna learn from this more powerful power how. I need to deal with this in my home going forward. We can't leave any stones unturned. And when we go to that more powerful source than we are, we need to ask that more powerful source, powerful source, more powerful than us. Is there another source that's more powerful than you? You know, we don't want to leave any stones unturned when it comes to this because all of those things are tools that we need to fight on this battlefield of life. That's why I think this podcast is so important because from now until infinity or eternity, it's going to always be about navigating your way on this battlefield of life while at the same time respecting other, others' right and opinion and, 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 and to navigate their way on that battlefield of life. I hope I answered your question a little bit, X, but I tried. Yeah, yeah, and I like you did, you did, and I feel like my my thing is, uh, you you hit on you hit on the the head of 
communication with the, between two parents. And I'm going I'm to kind of go into like my opinion, you know, studying psychology in college, studying neuroscience, studying the brain and how it works and things like that. I feel like the importance of two parents is because let's, let's say for a son, just from my perspective, having a mother, having a mom in the house, you get to see the good and the bad of like what you are looking for. A and a female companion. Cause I feel like people be like, Oh, he got somebody just like his mom or she got somebody just like her dad because they look at their parents as people they want to be like, or, Oh, my dad treats my mom like this. My mom treats my dad like this. I want somebody to, or on the other spectrum, vice versa. My mom doesn't treat my dad right. My dad doesn't treat my mom right. right. I don't want anybody that treats me like that. So that's, that's the type of lesson you can learn from having a relationship with both parents and seeing how they maneuver throughout life. You can learn the good and the bad to to in, uh, enhance yourself going forward, things you don't want to do and things you do want to implement in your life. Second off, I feel like a mother for a daughter can really teach them, teach her how to present herself, how to carry herself around, how she should speak amongst other women, speak amongst other men, how to be confident amongst men and women, things like that. Or like I said, it's always another side of the card. Or you don't want to follow, your your mother going to tell you, don't follow my foot. I made these mistakes. I made these mistakes. Don't do what you see me do right now. This is what what I put myself into, but to avoid this. And on the science part, the father can teach you how to be, a man around the house, quote unquote, how to protect, how to treat women, how, what, what type of woman you are looking for, you know, things in that nature and vice versa, maybe how not to treat women, how not to uh, beat on your mom or beat on a woman uh, around, you You know, those things affect, can affect in a negative or positive way. But I feel like those lessons, all those lessons can be learned and put into a positive, into a positive bottle. You feel what I'm saying? And I feel like, all those things are important in growth from a child all the way up into your preteens, all the way up until grown, until your adulthood, because without those, you're lost. Some exactly. people, some people don't know as a man, if you don't have a, if you have a woman and you're around all women, some things like you have great, strong, uh, resilient, vigilant women out here that can do damn near any and everything. But sometimes not having a man, you miss something that's very you miss something. I'm I'm not saying it's anything particular. All situations are different, but it's something not there. You can always sometimes you can always tell if somebody have a father figure. And I'm not saying they have their father there, even a father figure. Some some of these guys out here these days, they didn't grow up around any man. They might be around in the house with mama, grandma, auntie, all sisters. You feel what I'm saying? No mm-hmm. uncles, no no male figure, and the only male figure they see is boyfriends. And they ain't not trying to be implementing their life like that at the moment. So though I feel like I feel like missing that and vice versa for women, missing a woman a, a female figure for a, a, a young lady and a woman, all those things can correlate. Not saying that they're not gonna be successful, not saying they not gonna be great people. I just feel like it's it's best to have both, even if both people aren't perfect, because nobody's perfect. If both people aren't great, you learn from their mistakes to make you a better person. So I feel like all those things correlate in why it's so important to have those type figures, not just parents, but those type figures or older figures in a child's life. So I'm saying like, if you're a single mother and you're raising your, your son by yourself, it not, might not be a boyfriend, but maybe, uh, your pastor, a coach, somebody, find a mentor or something for your son. Fathers, if you just have your daughter, find a female mentor for your son. I mean, for your daughter, just so she can have that opposite, that same sex person to be able to talk to certain things they might not feel comfortable talking to you about at that moment. So I feel like that's very, very important. And, and I, I totally, I totally agree with, with with what you're saying, man, about that. And the thing about it too is, as parents, we've got to when we get it wrong and we don't handle a situation right with our children, we've got to we've got to be able to look our children in the eye and say, you know what, X, you know what, I didn't handle that situation correctly. 
you know, and, and I apologize for that. That only strengthens that bond. You know, that's important and because we don't have all the answers. And even if you come from a two-parent household, that doesn't mean that Mr. Hayes or Miss Hunter, uh, who's a school teacher or community leader, can't you can't look at them as a mother or father figure either. You know, because it takes that village. That's part of that village. That's what we've gotten away from. You know, that village is so important. That village is so, so important. Because I remember, even though my grandmother raised me and she was doing everything to raise me right, there were people in the community that say, 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 Lil Rush, I'm going to tell me a little bit on you now because she wouldn't be proud of that. Well, that stuck in my head because now I know when I step out, I got to handle myself accordingly too. I just can't be in the house trying to fool my grandmother like I'm listening to everything she say because there's some more eyes on me. You know, and, and, and the thing about it is we got to continue to pass that message out as parents and we have to continue to pray that our children and all children accept those real messages and positive messages. You know, right. there are some messages out here that we don't want our children to come into contact with either and they got to be taught how to identify those messages. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Man, hey, that, that I feel like we got real, real quick. You know what I mean? We got real, real quick. And I hope I hope our uh, listeners enjoyed it, man. They learned something. And maybe, you know, comment on our Instagram page at Father Like Son. And, and hey, hey, before you before you get ready to close the door, can I say one more thing and then I won't say anything else to the remainder of this podcast? You're gonna, you're gonna, have, you're gonna have to say something else, but go ahead. But but look, I just I just want to say to our, our Life Father Life Son podcast listeners that this subject is so so important. This is not gonna be the last time. We're gonna we're gonna encounter this subject many, many more times. That's why we wanted to get it out front. We're gonna have professionals in the future on, you know, because yeah, Xavier, you, you're a professional when it comes to, to, the, to the brain, and I'm a professional when it comes to being a parent. But we want to bring in more individuals to get a third opinion. Our listeners' opinion today, and we know we, we hit on a lot of points, but there may be some points we missed. Listeners, we, we, we understand that. We're not the sole authority. Right, we, want to make sure, we want to make sure you, you get your, we get the message out, and, I, and X, if you would, Toward the end of this segment again, make sure we we get that number out one more time, and then I, after that, I only got one more thing to say, and then I'll be through. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but like you said, now this this is just you know our opinion. You know everything we say is not. This is our podcast, our opinion, and you know you can agree to disagree. You feel what I'm saying? But we just want to put that out there for y'all. So that I just want you to like just like let's leave. I'm going to get a number to them uh, after this, but let's leave them with just a quick, you know, some advice, a tip, a quote, whatever, just real quick. Just let's leave it. Let's leave them something. Well, here's what I'm going to leave X. Recently, I was, I was, uh, I had met with an older gentleman, real successful businessman out of state. And after our meeting, after having a, a great lunch, we started to ride around the city. And I asked him, I said, I said, brother, why do you think we've got so many homeless people? And, and he said, you know what? He said, of course, you've got veterans who've, who've not been taken care of and, and, and not uh, been mistreated. You've got uh, other people who own drugs. He said, but you know something? He said, the easiest thing to do in life is to give up. So I'm saying to all of our listeners, and, and, and everybody within the sound of my voice who can transmit what I'm about to say to other people who, who've got ears to hear and who can, who can also read sign language, make sure and let them know, don't give up. That's the easiest thing to do in life. Never, ever give up. Stay on that battlefield of life. Never, ever give up. Hey, man, you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. That was, that was well well-spoken, well-said. And all I'm going to leave y'all with is this hotline number again. It's a 24-hour day, 
seven days a week hotline. It's uh, treatment referrals also. Uh, it's one eight seven 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 two six four seven two seven. It's a mental oh, you can go to mentalhealth.gov and um hey man this was a good real raw conversation we kind of got deep real quick uh got emotional real quick man and just uh appreciate y'all listening please like share and comment and um you know check out follow us on Instagram like underscore father underscore like underscore son underscore pod and man, hey, I appreciate you continue to show us love. Download the new single, Like Father, Like Son. Shout out, Mogul Music, King Luco. Hey, man, we peace until the next time. Love y'all. Much love. Like father, like son. Like father, like son, yeah. Like father, like son. Like father, like son. Pimpin' them days when I was hustling, I was out all night. I was in those streets. Told my papa I was a G. I'ma get them bands by any means. See, my papa, he want me, told me they go friend and friend to me. Get your education, a bad little woman, and raise a family. You can put that weight on me. Watch me fly and spread my wings. Know at time we disagree. Vision far than I can see. About to grow that family tree. Multiply the world and watch it just spread like the sea. And you know I'ma go hard. Show me a boy how to be a man. Show me a boy how to own this land. Show me a boy how to get these bands. Take your time, don't move too fast. I like son. Life I like son, yeah. Life I like son. Life I like son, yeah. I'm show my little boy how to be a man. Show my little boy how to own this land. Show my little boy how to get these bands. Take your time, don't move too fast. I like son. Life I like son, yeah. Life I like son. Life I like son, yeah. Show my little boy how to be a man. Show my little boy how to own up all this land. Stack up your money, save it, create your plan. Turn yourself to the biggest man. Find the license. Ask the Lord, what will you